0: Favorite were both urged to give up their relationship with one another, but instead, King Edward gave up the throne of England, December of nineteen thirty-six. This is what he said in a, in a radio address: "I have found it impossible to carry the heavy burden of responsibility and to discharge my duties as king as I would wish to." Do the help and support of the woman I love. The couple married in France six months later. And they lived abroad in the Bahamas and Paris and elsewhere for the rest of their lives. you think about that, what an extravagant act of love. He gave up being king of a nation for impossible. He surrendered all of that power and all of the royalty and the the regalia that goes with that in order to marry the woman that he cared about. What an extravagant act of love. As I think about that, I I think about our lives. And I want to ask you a question. And I, I want you to be really honest with yourself this morning as I ask that question. And the question is this, is in your life have you made any type of extravagant sacrifice to demonstrate and communicate to your Lord? I mean, really surrendered something. Something that was valuable to you, something that was important to you, something that really cost you something. That was a And when we think about that, and, and we look at that in regards to our lives, the, the truth is, most of us have not. Most of us have never made an, an extravagant sacrifice. And that we, we've we demonstrated our love for the Lord in some, some significant gesture of giving up or surrendering. We're not talking about being faithful to come to church. We're not talking about tithing. Giving of our time, talents, and treasures. But we're talking about an extravagant sacrifice, something significant out of our lives that we would sacrifice or surrender in order to demonstrate our love. When Mark, the 14th chapter, there is a story that is recorded in the life of Jesus that gives us an example of such an extravagant sacrifice. That was made. Three belong with me this morning. Now, the Passover and unleavened bread was two days off. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to seize him by stealth and kill And they were saying, Not during the festival, lest there be a riot of the people. And while he was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, and reclining at the table, there came a woman with an alabaster vial, a very costly perfume, and pure gnar. And she broke the vial and poured it over his hand. But some were indignantly remarking to one another, Why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might have been sold for over three hundred denarii, and the money given to the poor, and they were scolding. Done a good deed to me. For the poor you always have with you, and whenever you wish, you can do them good, but do not, do you, you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for the burial. And truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, that also is this woman has done. What an extravagant sacrifice. What a, a remarkable giving of oneself and one's possessions and one's livelihood in order to demonstrate her love. And so as we think about that this morning, there are four things that I want us to learn about an extravagant This extravagant act of love will be recognized. I want you to notice that that when this woman, if you look at the backdrop of the story, it was the Jewish feast of the Passover and unleavened bread, and and people were coming and gathering, and there were lots of people, and that's why, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, but, but that's why the those who were seeking to kill him didn't want to do it during his time, as there was an influx of people. And in the influx of people, it was easy for Orion to be stirred up, and so they were waiting. But they were flocking to Jerusalem to celebrate. In the shadows, the Sanhedrin were secretly, I like the words, the stealth. The chief priests, they were seeking to arrest Jesus and to kill Him. Mark says they hoped to arrest Him in a treacherous way, if you will. Uh, some sly way, but they felt they must wait and, and delay that because of the large crowds. However, things would proceed on God's timetable not theirs. And Christ's Passover lamb would be sacrificed for your sins and for mine. But suddenly the scene shifts to a home in Bethany to Simon a leper, which would be those we know as we And they gathered there together to eat a meal with one another. And in the midst of this gathering, this woman, we know is Mary. This Mary, if we read the account in Mark and put the and, and in John and put the two accounts together. This is the the sister to Martha and Lazarus, who Jesus raised raising. And they're gathered there, and she brings in this this jar of And she opens the jar, breaks the jar, you would, was breaking the seal, the the wax seal that would have have sealed the jar. And and she broke the seal, and and she anointed his head with the perfume. Now, there are several things about this that I think are important. The first is this, is that by Jewish custom, a, a woman would not approach a man in this setting, where there were people gathered around, mixed company, would not approach a man in that setting. Except for one reason, and that's the serpent. But you see, Mary didn't. Care. Mary didn't hold to custom. She was motivated by her love. And she was motivated by her desire to express to others how much she loved her Lord. And, and so she took the vial and she broke the seal and she anointed his head with oil, doing this in front of a room full or a houseful recognized what she had done. Jesus recognized what she had done. He said, she has anointed me beforehand for the victory. He knew what was coming. He knew what was before him and what was to take place over the next several days. And he said, she has anointed me beforehand for He recognized what she had done. They recognized what she had done. And she was demonstrating her deep love for the Lord. Now, now the story goes on, and we're going to see a little bit more about that in just a moment. But the idea is that this was a sacrifice. That the the amount of money that they indicate that this perfume could have been sold for would have been equivalent to about a year's earnings in that day and time. It wasn't a, a week's Paycheck. It wasn't a two week or a month or a quarter. An entire year of income had just been broken and poured on the Jesus. It was an extravagant. motivation of Jesus. Judas wasn't poor, it was the money box because he was in the money box. And John tells us he was John tells us he had been pilfering money from the money box and his thought was, boy, a whole year's worth of salary if that had been put in the money box, think about what money I could have pilfered off of that. Think about how I could have lined my pockets with that. And so Judas began to stir up others to criticize or complain about this extravagant act of love. If you think about it, they begin to not only question the motivation of Mary, but they also begin to, to question of how much she cared for Jesus, it was a waste. A whole year's salary was wasted and thrown away. Nothing that we do for Jesus is ever a waste. No sacrifice that we make, no gift that we give, no time that we spend is ever a waste. We may feel like sometimes that, that it's a burden. We may feel sometimes like it's a heavy load to carry. But the fact of the matter is it's never wasted. some are Someone does that, it shines the light on them and their lack of willingness to sacrifice, and they will immediately begin to criticize. Immediately begin to reflect. the third ministry, and that is, is act of love with No matter what, don't get rid of I want you to notice what Jesus said. Jesus says, Leave her alone. She's done an act. faithful as well. We have to remember some things. Remember that this is is a woman whose brother Well, demonstrating her faithfulness and her commitment and her devotion. And asking ourselves the question when have we How have we demonstrated our devotion? And how have we shown others our commitment? It will be different. And, and remembering that. Something that could have was so valuable, but but look at verse ten where we stop this morning. We stop at verse nine, look at verse ten. And Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went off to the chief priest in order to betray him. And they were glad when they heard this. Promised to give him money, and he began seeking how to betray him. Interesting contrast, isn't it? That we spent the First part of this chapter, the first nine verses, talking about Mary and her extravagant demonstration of love. Her, her, her commitment and, and her, her devotion and how she displayed that for others to see. And then in the last two verses, in, in verses 10 and 11, we capture the idea that there's a Judas. Judas wasn't happy in ways. A Judas that wasn't. chose that time. An act of love and I with betrayal, and how these. demonstration of devotion. And he sold him like he was his slave. Here's what I want you to know. To know that Jesus. I'm a third I desire Sacrifice, surrender of yourself.